By speaking with local creators, artists, and business professionals, Papercut aims to cut deep and demystify the Winnipeg creative industry with hometown heroes and hidden gems. Welcome to Papercut Podcast, presented by the wonderful West End Cultural Center. My name is Jerry Gochi. I'm Olivia Michaelchuk, and we're here with Kitty Soleil Burns. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about yourself. Just like that? Flat out like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We just right. jump right in. Okay. Um, I'm the black sheep of the family. Nice. Grew up in the suburbs of St. Vitale. Had a really rough time until I started hair school and found my people. And then that's sort of where the journey began. That's when the hair got chopped, the tattoo started, body piercings happened, and then I started collecting my dreams to like get my creative visuals out. Yeah. Whoa. So I like actually have a glass of water by my bed. So when I wake up in the middle of the night to go pee, whatever I was dreaming, I write it down in a book, and that's where my photo shoots or like my visions for like whatever my new obsession is going to be comes from. So what are some of your current obsessions? Animal print. (laughs) Animal print and floral. Right now I'm in like the, I left my house like a white palette for 12 years because I was just like dreaming and just sort of scheming of like, what is my home? What is my creative space? And I saved up and I bought like this crazy wallpaper from the UK called the House of Hackney such an inspirational site, FYI. So my whole TV room is like crazy, like flowers, like man-eating flowers with zebra rug, blue velvet couches. I have ceramic animals everywhere, plants coming. And then recently in Vancouver, I bought this like amazing hand-woven mohair sleigh blanket from 1918. And it's got like the old Chinese tiger on it with taxidermy eyes. So that's like all my French provincial couch. And now my other part of my room where the fireplace is, is going to be like my internal, like Jaguar wild animal, like ha inspiration room. Wow. And then we're doing a photo shoot (laughs) with those two rooms in February with a whole bunch of local creative people to do next seasons, like spring, fall, winter, Imagery. You're already planning next year. Unreal. Oh, everything. I'm I'm in parts of like my spiritual growth, emotional growth. I'm always planning five to ten years ahead. What? Always. With all of my guests, I'm always looking at least like two to three sessions or a season ahead. So then this way I can prep. So right now... um, I mean, I was a business owner. It was an eco-friendly salon, um, but I also had a business partner, so I wasn't able to fully have control. And when I become obsessed about something, it's all or nothing. Like my husband always says, there's no medium with Kitty. It's on or off, and (laughs) that is it. And so right now, because I'm allergic to my job, and that happened, you know, 10 years ago when I started my other business, and... Um, it's gotten worse. So now I'm like, I truly believe in the next 10 to 15 years with the way the planet's going and our water situation, Winnipeg will be the last, but I'm already starting to guide and coach and teach and educate my clients about where our planet is going and what's going to be sustainable for like hair care, body washes, like all that kind of stuff. So then I'm like always on the internet and like following people from the Bay Area because I feel like California is a little bit ahead in that like 
high-end hippie. So I'm just, I pluck information and then just try to grow it for what's going to work in our demographic, in my life, our climate, yada, yada, yada. So that's kind of my existence. (laughs) So how do you share that knowledge? I see a million people in my chair weekly. Right. And I just started doing freelance um, pop-ups in other cities. So this year was my first year in Vancouver. And so I find different salons that will allow me to work there. And so I base it on sort of their... um, commitment to the environment and I just kind of go from there and then I just I'm slowly you know putting out the magical tentacles mm-hmm. yeah. so it's just one person at a time one person at yeah. a time yeah yeah and I get so frothy at the mouth and excited about it that it's I only do it if it's truly my passion and I'm a hundred percent like into it otherwise it's like yeah I'm off that's done so how do you do energy control? Because your energy right now in this room is just like completely like <laughs> surrounded us. Oh yeah. my goodness. So if you're doing, say, like work or something and you can feel that you're getting excited about something, but you've got a job to do, do you just let that energy just take over? Or is there a way that you have to kind of control it in a way? A bit of both. Mm-hmm. So the one thing I learned, like I'm... I'm a doer. I'll jump off the cliff and think about how I'm going to land on my way down. I've always been that way. (laughs) (laughs) And so it it gets me into a lot of trouble. I like to learn the hard way. Like I constantly am banging my head against, but it's like, that's how I learn through my mistakes. So when it comes to that energy thing, um, having that old business really taught me how to be a lot less uh, reactional. Is that the right word? Reactional? Yeah. Reactionary. Reactionary, yeah. yeah. Hairdressers right. have their own language. And, <laughs> and I started, um, yeah, I have a couple girlfriends who are like shamans and spiritual like energy readers. And I had them like do one-on-one sessions on teaching me how to be grounded, but still allowing the creativity to come out. And I always kind of thought, oh, I can't be creative unless I'm in like a tumultuous relationship or I would always like I was I had a lot of mental wellness issues like actually was in a rubber room with a straight jacket in my early 20s so it's taken a lot of time and energy medication meditation but in the last 15 years it was like change of diet meditation like the other day I meditated for two and a half hours and it felt like two seconds but it took me 10 years to like slowly build up to that. And then now that I've learned how to ride that bike, it's instantaneous. Wow. So I, and I still go through like fluctuations, but like right now I'm obsessed with this one song from Golden Vessel. And it sort of has allowed me to like tap into all my sorrows and my heartaches, but like bring it out in a positive way. And so I've, I've learned over the years to like, yeah, harness all that like sadness and, angst and anger and happiness and do it in a positive creative way rather than feeling like it needs to be negative in order to be creative Mm -hmm. it was freaking hard yeah Yeah. so some of the work that you're doing now that would be recognizable first off i would say is begonia's giant headpiece (laughs) that she wore to the art city ball and she wore on stage during pride and she like showed it off it's in her living room when we went to visit yeah. her she yeah. like had it and she was talking about it which that one piece that you have but there's so many so much other work that you're doing right 
Yeah, and like like I said, like in the spring is sort of when I had, you know, taken myself out of my old business and it really was like a bad breakup. Like I had to go to therapy. I really had to meditate because it was like 10 years of doing something that wasn't natural and then like feeling the loss. And now like, who am I? Like I was like Kitty, the owner of Burns and Black, but like now who am I? Like, what am I? So it was like kind of going through all those emotions. And so having that opportunity to work with Alexa, like we just met walking home in the middle of like a blistery, crazy winter storm. And we like, you know, pried our little pockets of like eye sockets open. And she was like, Kitty, I'm like, Alexa. She's like, um, so I kind of wanted to do this like new creative <laughs> thing. And I was wondering if, we, and I was like, yeah. And like, that was nine <laughs> o'clock at night, like in the middle of a snowstorm. Yeah. And we get together and we just like puke ideas. Yeah. And so we just were constantly like, la, 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 la. And then I'll like sit and meditate on it. And like I said, I'll have these dreams. And so I dreamt up that headpiece, but it took me weeks to figure out how the fart am I going to build it? Yeah. How am I going to create a format that can be expandable? Cause my head's not the same size as her head. I don't know how to do this <laughs> stuff. And then I was at my parents' place and I was just like looking in my dad's closet and I was like, oh, baseball cap, adjustable baseball cap. <laughs> and so I asked my dad if he had any and he didn't, he like cut off the brim and I literally went home. Alexa came over that night. We started just like, talking about what it was going to be and then I was like why are we sitting here let's go to Michael's and so we went to Michael's and we spent two hours dropped 300 bucks and we just like I just threw everything on the floor that night and I just sat in amongst all the flowers the baseball hat the chicken wire and then I went downstairs and I built the whole piece in like 20 minutes before dinner what? Really? Yeah. <laughs> and that's how it goes. It's like, I'll sit and I'll, it'll like manifest and manifest and manifest. And some things will take like a year and then it's just like, bwah, it comes together and it happens. Wow. That's yeah. a cool process. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's awesome. like, that's like a Winnipeg iconic piece at this yeah. point. Like yeah. it's getting some use. Yeah. Yes. For sure. And you've also worn it in a photo shoot as well, right? Yeah. With Rachel. Yeah. Which was totally fun. And it was just kind of like, and that was like a process for me too, where it was just like, okay, I'm not a business anymore. I don't have to have this, like, I can't do this because it might look bad. And so I was like, part of my French, but fuck it. I'm going to have boobs out. I'm going to be saucy. And I'm going to like, Kitty's going to come back out. And that was kind of the beginning. And now I'm Yeah, that was a nude shoot. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> I didn't tell my husband and he just like saw it on Instagram and I was like, dude, it's not for you. That's like me refilling my creative cup that I felt like I kept, you know, pouring out to people and pouring out to people, which I love doing, but never had the opportunity to have my cup refilled. So that was like my opportunity to do something for myself again, to kind of get the creative juices going back in my direction instead of everybody else's. And how did you feel about that picture being censored by Instagram? It got taken down, right? Oh, I have a whole new story. (laughs) Like right after that happened, I was like, I have the next shoot. I totally know what I'm going to do. So Rachel and Calvin and I, at some point when I have two seconds, the idea that I want to do, and I don't know, I'm not a good writer. So if anyone's a good writer, I need someone to like write it. And I want to send it out to like, different magazines and like stuff like that and 
I don't want to give away anything because this is my baby and oh, I'm doing nice. it. But I think it'll be like a good little mind slap for society and like social media as to like, it's j- my dad has bigger boobs than I do. Okay. <laughs> like we have the same size areolas. Like, come on. It's fatty <laughs> tissue and skin. Like, give me a freaking break. Yeah. So that's kind of like where I'm going to So go you've actually that. got something out of that experience. You're like, it blossomed a new project. Absolutely. Hootly. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So what I want to know is, because you were mentioning a lot of what you do, you, you think five, ten years down the line, when you were transitioning from being a business owner to now this new creatively minded person, like, not that you weren't creatively minded, but now that you're refocusing that, are all these things that you're doing with that same timeline in, in mind? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, it just kind of, like, honestly, the 10 years that I was a business owner, I didn't dream. Not once. Like, literally, when you slept. I didn't remember any dreams. And, like, I will have dreams that they'll, they'll repeat themselves for months on end. And for 10 years, I dreamt. Or I shouldn't say I didn't dream. I remembered nothing. And then as soon as that weight was lifted off my shoulders, it was just, like, I almost couldn't sleep because my dreams were so vivid and like I said I have a book full of it so I feel like all that kind of stuff now is sort of what I will now like do for the next 10 years but then as I'm working on these other projects like it might be kind of like oh yeah this is the direction I'm going to go in and then I do a project with somebody else and then it's like yeah Kate totally changed my direction but I can like pluck some of those things from the past to like put into the future. So your five to ten year plan is ever changing. It's not like in five years I'm going to do this and you don't move off of that mark. It's ever changing. Yeah. So it's just sort of, yeah. Like I said, I I never leave a door unopen, but in the words of my father-in-law, it doesn't matter how far down the road you've gone, you can always turn around. So that's kind of my thing. So it's like if I've gone down a road and I'm exploring, 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 and I'm just like, yep, you know what, this doesn't serve me, that doesn't make me happy, I can close that door and, like, maybe take part of that experience and go to another. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I am. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I want to talk about, uh, before we started recording, you were mentioning that a lot of creative-minded people get plucked for bigger cities in, in Canada, uh, Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver. Why do you choose Winnipeg? Because somebody has to keep it cool. (laughs) I feel like it's just, well, and that was part of the process too. I, oh, since the day I was born, my mom was like, you wanted to get the frick out of here. And in my twenties, I had the opportunity to be an international educator. So I was in like Russia, Berlin, Moscow, like all these, like, so it's like, I was here, but I wasn't here. And then, so when I had the opportunity to be here it was like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna root here because nobody else has the courage this is my personal right. I just feel like everyone thinks the grass is greener on the other side and you know what Winnipeg is a medium-sized pond with so much talent and I feel like if you can bring the world to you here and they want you because you've stayed in this little armpit of Canada then you've made it. That's awesome. I That it perfectly explains it. I always have friends that talk about wanting to leave, going here or there. But yeah, no, that summarizes 
Winnipeg's beauty. You know, like if you root yourself here in this armpit, you, and you, <laughs> yeah. like you said, in this armpit, that's what everyone treats it as. But yeah, you're right. There's so much potential. Well, and this is the thing. Like, I'm totally living the golden freaking dream. I get to work with Alexa and do her creative stuff. I'm working with Patrons of Dreams, who's an amazing, like, um, you know, vintage shopper and, like, stylist. Mm-hmm. And then it's led to, like, working with other creative bands. And the thing is, is, like, this is my home. I, like I said, I'm on or off. And in the summer months, I am off. I go to the cottage with my family, I refuel, I regenerate, and then in the winter months, it's time for all that creative juice to, like, hiccup out. And so, this kind of gives me the opportunity to stay grounded, but then these people might go off to other cities because then they need to, like, branch out, but then maybe come back here. But then the opportunity for me to go to other cities to experience and have that opportunity, but then come back to Winnipeg. So, it's just like... I don't know, you know, they hire all these people to do hair and makeup in Toronto, but it's just like, A, I'm more financially conscientious and won't cost you as much and probably will, like, push you out of your boundaries because I feel like in some of the other big cities, you have to, like, play it safe because it's, like, the bread and butter and it's like, I don't give two farts. Like, I will go as batshit crazy as I can because why do you want to be basic and the same as every other pop star out there? I don't want to work with that. That's boring. So how do you choose who you work with? Um, Just walking down the street. Just, yeah, just walking down the street. And if we just, like, honestly, it's, like, within that first couple of minutes of meeting, really. Like, Courtney from The Amadians, like, I... um, you know, like they're a young band and so they can't necessarily afford what my day rate would be. And I was just like, but I want to, I want to play with this project. They're super fun. So I like, you know, cut it in half, added a couple of like my services behind the chair to the overall day. And I said to her, like, if I feel like we jive and we're on the same path and like, you're open to just letting me have creative freedom in like in how I do it and then bring it to you then I know we'll work good together. But if you start like, well, I don't know, or no, or then it's not going to work. Because it's just like, if you put a stopper on my creative juices, then it stopped. Mm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. So, which is great because then it allows me to only work with small amounts of people and allows me to be fully me without being super spread out. Because it's hard to be on and super creative 24-7. Like, that's not attainable. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. So having the opportunity to just do it with, like, two to four people and have full creative freedom, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So is your style and look signature to you, or is it based on the personalities of the people that you're working with? Can you look at a picture and be like... Okay, Kitty did this, or is it, like, something that's a little bit different? I don't know, because I feel like my personal style, I mean, it's me, but what is it? It kind of just depends what sort of mood I'm in, what I'm infatuated with, what's my obsession right now. But I think it's always, like, I, I, I like to struggle. I don't like, I wouldn't want to have tons of money to be able to have access to whatever's, like, fashionably out there. Boring. So what I do, (laughs) right? Like, boring, basic bitch. Like, anybody can do that. Yeah, I got a Gucci, so. 
Um, but it's just like, I like to cocktail and mix. So this year, I do it every second year, I don't purchase anything. It's vintage, clothes swap, or close my eyes and pick something from my many closets because I have different closets for different moods, different seasons. Nice. And that's where a lot of the stuff comes from for the photo shoots. It's like right now, I'm kind of really obsessed with like Venetian goth. <laughs> so that's kind of what's like inspiring next year's fall fashion shoot. And like I have a client who like did this crazy Halloween costume and I'm just like, <gasps> can I borrow parts of that for my shoot? So it's just like, it's a mixture of I don't know, like what some people would think would be in the Halloween box is my everyday. So it's just kind of, I don't know, so I guess I'm Halloween 24-7. That's my thing. I don't know. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So do you ever, like you, you're talking about this is what's going to be for next year, next fall. Does any one particular person pop out and you're like, nope, actually this is for you right now kind of deal? Or is it like, no, that's on reserve, like I'm holding that off for... Uh, well, this particular one, like I had thought about it a while ago when I had found my image for my like rentals that I'm doing on my house that I've been doing for like a year and a half, two years kind of thing. So it's kind of like once that kind of came into fruition, then it was like, okay, then I'm going to build upon it. And then I did this new guest when I started working at Fresh Hair and I was like, oh, you're the model for this shoot that I've been dreaming about for years. And then one of my other colleagues had this other girl that came in and I'm like, you're the doppelganger to like the yin and the yang of what I want to do with like the the dark and sort of like the playful. So it's just kind of like the 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 set slowly gets built and then I just kind of keep building to it. So it's like when I have a, an idea about something, I'll do a tear sheet like say Renault's for my kitchen one day in 50 years. I'm like, oh, I love that garbage can. So I'll find an image or I'll draw it and I stick it on a piece of paper and put it in my cupboard. And then I'll be like, ooh, I love that wallpaper. That's going to be the wallpaper for this backdrop. And, and so I like build things. And then as time goes on, if I'm like, yeah, you know what? No, I don't like the garbage can anymore. And I'll like literally take the picture off. So I like build my images based on my moods and then it kind of just like builds over the years and then when the time is right the iron strikes well yeah so you were saying about your photo shoots do you you don't just pick models to be those photo shoots you have to be the right person when i see them yeah and like these two girls like they're very they're young uh they have no modeling experience but they're just they're they're innocent and fresh and awkward, and I want to capture that with this like very glamorous, you know, witchy, playful, like because they don't really know what it is, so they're going to add this juxtaposition to what the image looks like. Yeah, so you yeah. don't even know if they'll be comfortable in what they're wearing when they get there. It's just can no. be something outside of their box yeah. completely. No. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So, do you like working with models more, or do you like working with just? Everything. I don't want to say just a regular everyday person, but someone who isn't as intuitive or knows a lot about, you know, modeling. How they look in pictures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, mm, you know what? I like both. Because mm -hmm. I've worked with some professional models, and it's been really great. Um, and then other times, it's they think they're so great, and they don't project sort of what's happening, because they have their own thing. So I kind of like that innocent 
I don't know what the fart's going on because then they're like open. And if you make the situation really playful and just fun, then their personalities come out. And the people that I tend to work with are very like gentle and playful and allow and like help guide and teach the people that I work with to like feel comfortable. So it's just kind of then you are actually capturing like the essence of that human within the scenario and like the image that I've created. So how much time would you say it takes to like build a set or an outfit or something? Are you building sets? What is your position when you go into a photo shoot? What is your job? Just you? Uh, You know what? Honestly, this past year with what I've been doing, it's like I, everything. It's like the wardrobe is all my clothes from my closet. Some Halloween stuff, some stuff like plucked from other people's closets. Um, my home is going to be the next set because that's what I've been working on. Um, with working with Alexa, it's usually been her partner, Seth, who has kind of built sets for like um, the backdrops and stuff like that. Or like the last one, little video that we did was at Wildwood Rose Vintage and Patty and Peter set it up with Seth. So it, it's kind of depends who and what's doing it. When I'm working with like music artists, usually there's somebody else who has like created the scene and then I come in and just sort of like do the hair. So it really just depends on who or what, but for like my personal stuff, it usually tends to be I've created the whole thing and then I'll get people to like help me do it. Like for this next shoot, I have an assistant who's going to help me set the hair cuz I just I can't do it all. Um, and then Tara is going to help me put together the outfits based on what I have in my head. Then my girlfriend, Isabella, is the most amazing photographer. It's going to be bonkers. She's so good with working with the models and will capture the home. And then after she's going to shoot the home, because then I'm going to submit it to L Decor and Bizarre Decor and enter it into a competition for like uh, a reno thing too so it's like I'm always using everything to my advantage to like move things forward yeah yeah awesome do you ever have the vision and then when it's put into place yeah great does does it ever are there ever pieces that don't fit yeah (laughs) (laughs) absolutely but then it's just kind of like like for example just before Christmas Alexa's been doing uh like just small stripped down versions of her right and I it was a crazy day at work I was sort of lead stylist for the day I had a we'd been working like nine to seven days Alexa was coming at the end of the day to like for me to do her hair I had ideas I reset this wig boiled it everything a girlfriend was coming boiled it boiled it synthetic hair okay see something I also learned too like crazy all the time um a girlfriend was coming in from out of town there was supposed to be a party we were going to that night and I was in overload I hadn't meditated that day and it was just kind of like I think I redid Alexa's hairs six times didn't use the hair piece because when I put it on I was like yeah this looks like shit and so and her hair was staticky and I was just like ah this is the first time I kind of feel like a raging bitch. I need 10 minutes. I need to go and regroup. Mm -hmm. And so like, I just thought, yeah, her hair's going to be shit for this video. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And then it was just like, you know what? Just whatever, kitty. Do fucking two ponytails and make her look like a sexy baby. And I did it. And it was like, (laughs) perfect. And now she's been wearing her hair like that. Every time I see a post on her, like since that day, she's had like the two little pigtails in the fridge. And I'm like, 
sometimes mistakes wind up being what the next thing is going to be. So it's just kind of like, yeah, there's times where I'm just like, I hated that. But then it wound up projecting very well. Yeah. So is there, what is one of the strangest things where you like had a photo shoot and it wasn't working and you had to like grab something and be like, okay, hold this or like do this or something that like came out of nowhere that was just like... Well, the light video at Wildwood Rose Vintage, I had bought another wig because this is the thing. I had a dream of what Alexa's next look is going to be, but it's not for this year. So this is the thing too. When a mistake (laughs) happens, it's for a reason because it's not the right time yet. And so I bought this wig and I like set it, but I hadn't learned about the boiling yet which now I do, so now I'm going to boil this wig. But it's like, I brought it to the set, but then the night before, I was like, ah, fart. So I, like, quickly colored these, like, hair pieces and just, like, set them just in case this wig didn't work. And then it wound up being amazing and magical. But then I went and, like, bought toupee tape, and it was shitty toupee tape. So then I had to borrow the makeup artist's eyelash glue and, like, glue these hair pieces onto Alexa's head and, like, create (laughs) a part. But it turned out amazing. So the one where she's, like, wearing all the clown ruffles with the blue glitter, that's all wefts of hair glued to her hairline on top of her head. That's not her hair. Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. So you just eyelash glued? Eyelash glued hair wefts to the top of her head to make it look like her hair. Because also, too, then her hair color wasn't vibrant enough to go with these hair pieces. But then I liked, like, the way the hair pieces had that rooty action. And then now that particular look is how we've colored her hair for this, like, the last time I did her hair, like, two weeks ago kind of thing. So it's kind of like everything what was a mistake then becomes what it is and what I wanted it to be is not ready yet and will be later. Huh. Wow. So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of pre-planning, but it seems like there's also a lot on the fly, you know, like things that come up, things that go wrong. Yeah. And you got to act quickly to this and that and like eyelash, eyelash glue. That's Eyelash glue. So so now in my kit, like that's another thing. Never leave home without a (laughs) stick of eye, like a tube of eyelash glue. Yeah. Cause you never know if you're going to have to glue that weave on or not. That's sage wisdom for anyone listening. Yeah. That's that's important. (laughs) Always hold on to eyelash glue. I'm going to put it in my bag. (laughs) Right? You You never never know. know. Yeah. You never never know. know. Well, like people like, uh, there was one time where someone cut their finger open at a sh- before a show. Was it a paper cut? No, it wasn't. Oh. But it was like a deep cut, and they had to like fill it with super glue. And now they bring super glue with them, like all over the place, in case they have to like play a Did show. That. I'm. I don't want to say. Oh, okay. But that's like hairdressers too. If we cut her finger, you can't wear a bandaid. It gets yeah. soggy and like mogey every shampoo. So we glue our skin shut with crazy glue. No. Wow. Yeah. That's so. But that's nowadays when you go to the doctors, like they don't stitch you up, they glue you shut. Weird. That's, yeah. Well, I guess if the doctor yeah. does it. I'm sure it's not super glue. Right. I'm sure that's <laughs> pretty tough. Industrial Just... brands, super but glue hey, from home you know talking. You're good to go. Just let it set. You're fine. <laughs> A lot of that's it's stuff that I would have never imagined because when you when you watch the video, you're focused. There's so many things that you want to look at, especially in the video for uh, for the light. There's yeah. so many things going on that you don't even think about th- those things that that take so much time and effort and planning. Yeah. That's so cool. And the thing is, too, with, like, the outfits, like, we kind of have 
an idea and we bring a whole bunch of stuff. But like the last one with like the fringe going out, that was also like a last minute thing that I had learned at a show in Vegas the week before. And I was like, I'm just going to set those just in case you never know. And then we got there and like, um, this is the thing too. Like I never know the name of designers. I don't know who anybody is. I think it's Rodart, but they did this thing where it was like kind of like tulle and tutus with like flowers in the hair. And so that was also an inspiration because Alexa wanted like flowers and tulle and tutus. So then I went and I had a couple, I was at a garage sale in the summer and there was like this little kid's tutu for 25 cents. I was like, I'm going to buy it. Never know when you're going to need it. And it wound up being used for that photo shoot. And I just like cut it, stuck it on her head, put in some flowers because I had done a photo shoot with Gia's for glasses and the whole spring summer campaign, um, Bonnie dropped off like three bags of like fake flowers. So like the night before the shoot, I'm cutting off all the stems just in case I might want to use the flowers at Alexa's video, which we wound up doing with the tutu, the hair glue and the wefts. So it was like everything I didn't think I was going to use. I wound up using. Mm -hmm. How do you get ready in the morning? Just, like, walk us through how you, like, get yourself ready in the morning. (laughs) Or, like, what's your thought process getting dressed or something, you know? Like, your style is... I honestly... Unique. I am... I always say this to my client. Look high maintenance. Don't be high maintenance. Like, I don't do my hair. I don't do my hair. I, like, I I get up out of bed and I brush away the flat spot. Like, that's it. Um, my makeup routine is I wash my face, put a little concealer on, go like this with some like, you know, rouge on my cheeks, slap on some lipstick and I walk out the door and put on my tinted prescription glasses, wardrobe. Sometimes the night before I'm like, Hmm, what am I feeling? And then that's what I'll put on. Mm-hmm. Uh, or other mornings, like right now, because I'm not buying anything, I, my, <laughs> actually Rachel's going to come and do a vlog on my closet because it's so <laughs> stupid right now. It goes from like white creams, furries, black sequins, leopard print, floral, jean, red. <laughs> red. <laughs> like red. it's just like this, like this crazy and she's, and it's like, and I, yeah, so right now, essentially what I do is I just close my eyes and I'll, like, grab two hangers and that's what I put on. No. Yeah. Wow. Or I'll get my son, I'm like, go pick mom an outfit out while I'm in the shower. And so whatever he puts on the bed, that's what I'll wear. That's so cool. And just like, why not? <laughs> like, the other day, he picked out, I have this, like, uh, brown zebra kind of looking, or brindle uh, skirt that I got from Value Village from the Halloween section for 10 cents. This one-piece leopard print bodysuit and then this leopard print blazer that I got from Peter Nygaard in grade 11 Whoa. yeah <laughs> and so he took the jacket the bodysuit and the skirt and he's like wear this I'm like done and everyone at work was like what the fart he's like how do you put this on and it looks good I'm like you just gotta own shit Mm-hmm. If you own it, it works. If you feel uncomfortable, then it's not for yeah. your personality. And that's kind of what it is. I feel so. like that's a lot of thrift and, vin- and vintage stuff. It's like, if you like it, you've got to like show everyone else yeah. that you like it. Cause then, yeah. And a lot of times, too, like I'll see things and I'm like, oh, I know I'll be into that like next season or something. Or it's just like, sometimes I'll buy stuff and I'm not quite emotionally blossomed to that feel yet. So I'll get it knowing that eventually I'll get there and I just keep it in a nice little delicate drawer. And then it's just like, boom, ready. I'm so into that phase right now. And I'll pull it out. I find that interesting. Like, how do you know that this is where, is this where you want to be? 
it's just how I feel. Like, it's, where you want to grow emotionally, okay, I'm going to be ready for this at this time because I'm... Oh, no, I never I never give, like, an actual time. It's, like, within a 10-year period. Yeah. Just, like, with the spiritual growth and, like, the, you know, the learning how to meditate. Like, it's... Yeah. And, you know, I just... I learn to put out my intentions, and sometimes it's just like, you know what? Don't try to fix everything. Just sit in your shit for a bit. Just... Sit in your shit for a bit. Just sit that's in your good shit advice, for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah. Well, and that's like my girlfriend, Nikki. Like, she, we just had a sleepover the other night and, you know, smoked some pot and sat on the front desk and just, like, chillaxed. And we were just talking about spiritualism and, like, her journey and where we've gone and, like, our emotional growths. And it's just, like, crazy. And it's just, you know, you just, you sit and you contemplate. And I don't know if you guys do intentions at the beginning. Like, I don't do New Year's resolutions whatever my intentions were from the year previous, I always have them written down. And then I thank those intentions and burn it on New Year's Eve. And then I write new intentions for, you know, if I need to continue growing in certain things, I put it back on my list, but maybe in a different way, in a softer way. And so, yeah, these years intentions, it's, yeah, it's funny because we were talking, it's about pleasure, but not necessarily like sexual pleasure or food pleasure, but just like taking in the pleasure of every moment, um, taking the opportunity to be soft and feminine and, you know, quit trying to wear the pants and be like an A-type doer and just like allowing myself to be soft and like pleasured, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of this year's growth is to to be soft. Nice. Yeah. So... Two questions. One, and they're completely different. One is, do you ever throw anything out? No. I trade and I thrift. Um, I, I Sometimes I'll have, like, garage sales. I'll donate. But, yeah, no, I, I always find a home for something. Yeah, always. But, yeah, Patty and Peter and I, we just essentially trade closets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like Peter's garage sales for years. His mannequins outfits are my Christmas party dresses. Always. (laughs) (laughs) And like in the month of December, I was just like, I'm only going to wear glitter and sequins. And kind of surprised myself that for every day in December, I did not wear the same thing twice. And I had enough glitter and sequins for every day in December. (laughs) But it's like I pulled stuff out from the Halloween box that I used to wear 10 years ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's this piece. So, yeah. No, I just, I, it circulates. And, like, my son has worn half my wardrobe for different Halloween outfits That was over my next years. question was yeah. how is parenting with the style, like, with your style and your openness, like, what type of child are you raising? Like, how would you describe your son? Finley is the most grounded sensitive, empathetic, humble, gracious human I think I've ever come in contact with. The child has never been mad. <laughs> um, you know, he he is, and I mean, because I'm always, like, really in touch. Like, I always say, like, I'm a, I'm a, a hippie mom. Like, I'm still naked in the house all the time. You know, lotion's got to dry. So I'll be brushing my teeth. <laughs> He'll be brushing his teeth. I'm, like, naked, and we're having, like, a chat in the bathroom kind of thing. And so he's, he's just very um, in tune with, like, what's natural. Like, we don't really watch television. There's not a lot of screen time. We're a very creative family. Um... Most people wouldn't actually think this about me, but I'm quite 
introverted in a lot of ways. So when I'm doing my creative stuff outside of the home, super extroverted, but inside the three of us, it's like, it's quiet. We read, we sit by the fire, but like Finley will say to me, oh, mom, I am having such a Sunday day. Can we just like spoon and relax together (laughs) and we'll light a candle and we'll meditate. And before we couldn't fit in the soaker tub anymore, like we would sit in the bathtub together with like Epsom salts and candles. And he loves this is that night veil, like podcasts like that. So we'll sit and listen to a podcast and just ohm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. How do you dress at home? Do you have all these outfits or do you just have like black pajamas or something that you just like chill in? <laughs> For the winter months, I have llama pajamas. Llama. <laughs> llama pajamas. I love my llama pajamas. They're like super cozy and like bright and colorful. And then I just have like this big, super fuzzy black Angora like turtleneck thing. Uh, I have a couple of house coats. One, it's like ceiling to floor lace ripples that I just wear like a big belt in my fur hat and my um <laughs> it's really painting the, the picture <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. and then I just oh they're the most comfiest things there's that store at Grant Park alpaca oh I bought alpaca slippers they're so cozy so that's the first thing I do I come home strip down shake off all the hairs that people's hairs have like like gotten to the crevices and I put on whatever <laughs> of the two cozies I'm in the mood for wearing. Mm-hmm. Light a fire. And then my husband does all the cooking, so I come home to, like, great cooked meals. Nice. And then we just, yeah, sit by the fire and sit on a sheepskin rug and chill. Wow. Ah. So, like, all of those movie homes that you're like, these aren't real is your home. And, like, what, yeah. the lady that, like, <laughs> she's wearing this big glamorous house coat and all this. So you're like, people don't wear that, but you do. I do. So I that's have, your home. I love caftans and moo-moos. So in the summer months, I just, like, I'm naked under a moo-moo with, like, crazy floral flip-flops. And, yeah, depending on what my hair is, it's, like, either, like, in a big poof or whatever. And it's just, like, yeah, cups of tea. Always have tea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have tea right now, too. I have tea yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. That's such a, yeah, like to imagine that like uh, this person that you see out, they they have to go home. Like what do they do when they go home? Like, but it's just the same. It's your personality and it carries over. It's so funny. We were having a conversation the other day and I I really love cats, but my husband's allergic to cats, but we might get one because his allergies might be getting better. But I actually see myself, like I've actually pictured it walking down Osborne Village with my two Maine Coons on, like, diamond body harness <laughs> things and, like, wearing a crazy muumuu and jewels and, like, big glasses. Like, I will be the crazy nutbag old lady walking through Osborne Village in my 90s, like, with her two cats on a leash. With Maine Coons. Maine Coons. That's yeah. the cat you would get? <gasps> yeah. They're beautiful. Oh, I want, like, 35-pound <laughs> male Maine Coons. <laughs> Just... Massive. Huge. <laughs> I want to ride them. <laughs> Be like, oh, yeah. In the winter, when the river trail is on, yeah. you can right? get or them have to... them, like, wrapped around my neck. Is, like, yeah. My fr- yeah, I'll be like the White Witch from Narnia. Wow. But with my main cans. That's amazing. <laughs> that amazing. I hope that happens yeah. it will. for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> Not just for you, but for us, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what are some of the bands or artists or something that you want to work with that like you haven't even reached out to them but you can like see a vision for well before he passed away uh uh, i'm brain farting 
I can't remember his name, but I will partake in some type of creative endeavors with Lady Gaga and Daphne Guinness. That's, those are my <laughs> affirmations that I am putting out there. Yeah. Because Daphne Guinness, and I learned this from my client, because I, I don't, like I said, I don't really follow fashion, so I don't really know labels. I just know what I like, and I don't know the history of stuff. But the shoes that Daphne Guinness wears, like those crazy ones that don't really have a heel, mm-hmm. this is what I learned from my client, is that's actually part of like the Venetian goth back in the olden days. And so it was like an element of stature so the higher your shoes were you had two servants that held your hand so it was a sense of i don't like people take care of me so i'm above you is essentially the historical aspect of those super high shoes Hmm. yeah never imagined right yeah and i was like that's why i love wearing like six foot platforms in my like 20s like i was just like i want to be up top like i just i want to be up here not to look down but to like see what's happening yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. for me I'm the exact opposite because I've always been so tall that this is so embarrassing um, I would wear a, a long skirt to the ground yeah and I would bend my knees <gasps> to be at the front like uh, at shows because I didn't want to be too tall so I'd pretty much walk around with my knees bent so that I would seem shorter but nobody could see that my knees were bent because uh. I was wearing a skirt because I just thought it was so unattractive to be so tall <laughs> and like to have like people looking up at me all the time I just felt so like Barrr. but I felt introverted at the time so I'm like I don't want to be sticking out atop of people right. so I walk around like a dinosaur like with my knees bent underneath this skirt which I feel is like the exact opposite of you you're just like you I need to see great everything great quads well I, I did <laughs> I stand up yeah. now <laughs> quads are non-existent now yeah yeah, yeah I stand yeah. up straight now I was like you can do the 30 day uh, when I'm doing this with my son uh, squat challenge oh, yeah. today's day 2 100 a day Hundred, a hundred squats a day for thirty days. I'm on day two. Do you like plan them out? Like thirty in the morning, thirty in the afternoon. Hundred at a time. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Owie. My yeah. lower glutes are like. You're in day two. Day two. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. That's gonna be good. They're gonna, gonna be, be burn. Wait. Yeah. 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 Well, then you'll be able to just jump above right? the crowd. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> in my high shoes, just like tiptoed and like thunk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. yeah. That's a challenge. Yeah. So how about some yeah. local? people that you want to work with i just want to keep growing with alexa and courtney yeah. and her crew like i'm like i said this is sort of just the beginning like i've only have just reawakened like it's just starting i haven't even hit like a fraction of the tip of the iceberg like mm-hmm. this is nice. just the beginning so but i want to take it slowly and with like gratitude and just to do it right and I don't want to rush in and I want to think about things sort of and you know what I mean like yeah. just sit in my shit sit in your shit yeah. nice 2019 like yeah. 2019 you sit in your shit <laughs> I like that I'm gonna live by that now really? yeah well, well, I, I, well, I guess it's like day 7 it's day 7 2019 I could still write out my intentions and I yes. was struggling I think that's a really cool idea because I've been struggling with a, a resolution and just the permanence of it, like, it normally doesn't stick because it's usually uh, stop drinking for a month or stop eating out for a month. And it's just like, okay, well, come February 1st, it's like I'm, I'm stopping that. But intentions are more deeply rooted. That's yeah. more character-based. And you write them down. And, like, I had mine on Post-it notes beside my bed. And as sort of one 
unraveled and blossomed and peeled, I was able to take it down. And by the end, by visually seeing it, I was able to actually achieve and grow and work with each of those intentions. And then the ones that I felt like I had kind of maybe were, I thought it's what I wanted or where I wanted to go, but it was like, actually, no, because I, I already am doing it to sort of more my heart's desires rather than trying to like do it in somebody else's like desires. Like I was like, I'm going to get an agent out in Toronto and I'm going to do this and this and that. And then it was like, no, I'm going to be my own agent and do it myself and, you know, step back. So now like my buddy Lucas, it was so funny. I don't know why I never thought of him to do it, but like I want to have a web page, So it's not always Instagram. And I was like, he'll get me. Because then I was talking with Rachel and she was talking about Calvin and like, you know, if you could describe yourself in like a color, what would it be? And I was like, I don't know. It depends on the second in the mood. And so now I could, I, I was thinking like, like that's, that wouldn't work for me. So it was like, how do I find the right person that could capture my essence? And I was like, oh yeah, Lucas, he could like look at my living room (laughs) and see what I like what my insides are like, what my brain is like. It's like an acid trip that's like delicate and flowy. Really, never done acid, but I kind of figured that's what it must be like. <laughs> so now he'll you be don't able have to, yeah. right? And like, well, and that's the thing too. Like, I don't really drink. I do medicinal marijuana and oil sometimes, um, and yeah, like I feel like I can be more creative, but also more grounded. The less. I try to like take all those stimulants to try and get it to happen. And like one of my, my guides and my teachers, like I was saying, when she was like, you, you feel like you need to be up in the sky, but the more you root yourself, the more cookie kitty you will be. And it's true. And it's, it's like, it's every day. It's like, you know, like my girlfriend, Nikki, like we were doing some work yesterday and like, like ground more, plant more, like get the pinky toe, the ball of your foot, the heel of your foot, like just grasp the earth with like your energy and just like suck it in and like pull yourself down and you'll like skyrocket high yeah your glutes will be great for that by the time you have to launch but it's crazy but like you can feel the energy when like you ground yourself you can actually feel the energy from the earth like resonating through your body it's a trap don't have to do acid no (laughs) no you just have to do life yeah. 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 High on life. High so on life. So I would like to talk about your husband. Did you say yeah, husband? Yeah, Cameron. And how your relationship works with the work that you're doing and like their support with you having your dream be your living room or those types of things. Is there a lot of say in it from you know him what? in your creativity? We, it's so funny, like to, Cameron is so, he's, that's where I think Finley gets a lot of his like, grounding and calmness like Cameron I I always say like he's got the most masculine resting bitch face and he's like super calm and super grounded and so he has taught me a lot too about you know being grounded and not reactive and um you know it's taken a lot of time I was like and I've learned how to like deal with people who are super introverted because Cameron means his words He's not expressive. I'm super touchy-feely and affectionate, and he's like, I don't like to be touched. So it's been a real interesting 
journey, but he has always allowed me to be me. And if he feels like, you know, I'm being a little bit maybe too erratic, it's kind of like, hey, kitty, you know, like I feel like maybe, I don't know, you're being a little obsessive with this. What do you think? And you know what I mean? So always poses a question. So, but he with like our home, I mean, we were dating. I had another house that I had owned before. The house we're in now is Wanda Coop's house. I had seen it when we just first started dating and was just like, wow, I'm not going to ask this guy to buy a house with me. I want to live with him first to see if I even like him. And then six months later, the house came back up for sale. I dropped a letter in the mailbox saying, hey, I want to grow old, have a baby and die in this house. And so Wanda called me up and she was like, great. I said to Cameron, hey, there's a house that I think we should buy. Do you want to go look at it? And he's like, okay, and looked at it. And because of his creative being as well, like saw the floors and was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) We should do this. So it's like on some ways we're very similar, but in a lot of ways he's just like, you know what? Do what you want. Like it's, it's all good. Yeah. He's just, and yeah, like he's, (laughs) he, (laughs) cause no one would, would ever think this, but my husband is a huge wrestling fan and we've been to many, many WWE uh, wrestling events, WrestleMania. He actually was a wrestler when we first started dating. Oh yeah, dude knows how to good do good choke slam. Like <laughs> he, like him and Finley will do all the moves. But like he, like you know, he has corners of the house where like he has like a little office, and he's got like cartoon characters of like all the wrestling dudes downstairs in the in the basement, the games room. He's got like a life size uh, cardboard cutout of Shawn Michaels. So it's just like we, nice choice, right? (laughs) And so we incorporate, you know, a lot of our quirkiness, like he loves Jack White. And so we, you know, we've gone to several concerts and he bought a poster and like that poster is framed up against like my man eating flower, like garden room. So it's just like, we're both really eclectic, but he's also just sort of super easygoing. And like this year we had to have the exterior of our house painted. And I was like, what do you think of high gloss, black, metallic gold? And like, you know, we do a big gold runner up the front of the house. And he was like, yeah. I was like, really? Yeah. Wow. So yeah, our house is like metallic gold, high gloss black. And there's like actually a metallic gold runner up the front our front door. Wow. Yeah. That's okay. cool. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. And he does like all the gardening <laughs> and like, you know, I, I was like, could we cut all the shrubs and like pom pom? So like he like, do you know what I mean? Like, so it's kind of like Edward Scissorhands, but he's like the green thumb. And so he does his creative stuff in the garden and yeah, yeah it's, it's a real, yeah, our, our roots have like grown together for sure. And then we just kind of branch out and do our own things and then come together and come back out and yeah, it's a fun exploration constantly. It's a beautiful flow, too. Yeah. A lot of give and take. Is yeah. his wardrobe similar to yours? Like, the sort of, like... Oh, my God, he's such things. a girl. Uh, <laughs> it takes him way longer to get ready when we go out than me, because, well, I also, too, I, I plan my outfits. Like, I think about them. I'm like, okay, there's a wedding next week, depending on the weather and what kind of mood I'm in, if I'm PMSing, like, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like... Mm-hmm. What one would I be in the mood for? Okay, I think these two, these shoes, I'll try those outfits on, kind of put some stuff together, and then have, like, an idea of what it could be when the time comes. He'll get ready 15 minutes before and be like, ah, no, nothing in my closet. Like, he, it's so funny, but he, and he'll go through his phases. Like, a couple years ago, it was like, 
everything had to be like mismatched and crazy and like over the top and like wore different socks. And now he just wants plain fluorescent socks with no patterns. Uh, everything is like plain fluorescent though. Yeah. Still bright, but yeah. Or, and like everything needs to be like monochromatic right now. And so it just, he has his own thing. Um, but he is such a beach bum surfer at heart. Like we skimboard at Grand Beach in the summer months and like, dude is so West coast in the summer and then like high fashion casual in the winter. It's, it, yeah, it's crazy. But I wish I could wear jeans. Like, I would love... He wears jeans so well. And I would love to wear jeans. But I always say, I feel like a cat in wet boots when I put on jeans. I'm like, it's wrong! <laughs> it's just like, it just feels like I'm wearing wet pants. I, I hate it. But the dude can wear jeans. Like, there's nobody's business. <laughs> and you've been together how long? 15 years? 15 years. Yeah, I picked him You're up so in Bar Italia. With him. It's so cute. Yeah. At Bar Italia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually had, I had been married previous, and my ex-husband and I, like, there was, like, chemistry, but we just were not meant to be together, but it was, like, you know, like, this, like, rah, 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 crazy, 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 and I actually had to leave the city to, like, separate the emotions so that I could move forward, and literally came home the next day from a month in Nice, like was by myself and every morning would stand in front of the mirror and I had seen an Oprah episode randomly before I left and she said stand in front of the mirror every day naked and say to yourself what do I love about myself and it was like I have a great smile a perky personality and tight glutes and that's what I did every morning for a month and like just you know got to re-know myself and then came home and then the next day went to Bar Italia, was getting ready to leave because I was like, same patterns, Kitty. Break the cycle. Let's go. And then Cameron walked in the door. I'm crying. And I picked him up. <laughs> I like literally, I, I said so to a buddy, sweet. I was like, find out if that guy's straight and single because I always fall for gay men. And then I went up to him and I was like, hey, I'm Kitty. I hear you're a nice guy. I'm a nice gal. Can I buy you a drink? And he was like, okay. <laughs> And then the rest is history. I mean, with, like, hiccups like every other relationship. But the one thing with him and I, it's kind of like, and I mean this in a positive way, like, not good enough. How can we challenge each other and grow? And I am definitely more spiritual and, you know, like, I, I believe in that kind of stuff. And Cameron's like, show me the science. <laughs> Just show me the science. And so, like, he doesn't know this, but I would like to do some tantric, is it tantric yoga? And, like, really connect that way. I have no idea if he'll be into it. Probably not, but I might make him do <laughs> one or two. Just to, like, reconnect. Because I feel like I've grown and changed. And both of our careers have changed in the last year. So we're, like, on different journeys. So now it's, like, we're in a phase of, like, trying to reconnect based on the people that we've become in the last mm -hmm. year because who I was a year and a half ago is not who I am now. And he's just in the beginning of, like, changing and morphing and, like, in his new position and just kind of, like, is going through all these, like, changes. So it's, like, now me dealing with this new change in him. So we'll see what happens. I'll let you know next podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wow. I am such a suck lately, but just when you were saying, like, Oprah told me to look in the mirror, and then I met this guy at Bar Italia, I'm just, like, crying. Like, that's so sweet. Oprah and Bar Italia brought you... Right? Love. Yeah. 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 Divorce. 
Oprah Baratalia. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the cocktail. But it's, yeah. it's funny too, though, because like yeah. we had met when he had also recently just broken up, and he hadn't quite found himself. And this was also part of it. And I actually broke up with him after dating, I think, for about six weeks. And I was like, I am a goddess. I need <laughs> to be treated like a goddess. And I feel like you have some growth to do. You have not healed from your past relationship. I love you so much. It's stupid. But I have to let you go because I deserve to be treated. I don't want to say better is not the right word, but I deserve to be treated the way I feel like I need to be treated. And you can't give that to me right now. So we broke up and we thought it was going to be done. And then like his family and his buddies were like, really? It's over? And he's like, yeah, like I think so. And then he was listening to a song in Vancouver, called me on his mom's cell because A, he still does not own a cell. And... I don't think I had one yet, but he called me on his mom's cell, walking over a bridge in Vancouver, and he's like, I was wrong. You're the love of my life. You're the one that I want to be with. And I was just like, yeah! <laughs> on the other, like on the inside, yeah. but on the phone, I was like, boyfriend, you are going to need to woo me <laughs> and love me. Yeah. And he did. Amazing. That's amazing. Uh-huh. That is so amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for sharing all of this stuff. A lot of personal things. Totally my pleasure. This was really fun. I was kind of nervous before I came. Like I said, I did that videos, and I don't know if they actually got put on the videos, and it might be one of three. Yeah, Insta stories. Like, yeah, it'll be funny. Watch my bloopers because that's my life. (laughs) Yeah. No, thank you for cutting deep with us. Yeah, we have a thing that we do that's really yeah, which I accidentally just did. Yeah, that's why. Thank Thank you you for for cutting cutting deep deep with with us on Papercut Podcast. Thanks. For more than 30 years, the West End Cultural Center has been the best place in Winnipeg to see live music. They support local, national, and international touring artists and are proud to support Papercut Podcast in promoting the local art scene. (gasps) That's us. To keep up to date with all WEC events, check out the events calendar on their website at www.wecc.ca. Or find them on all of your favorite social media platforms. Also, follow Papercut Podcast on all our social media platforms for a chance to win tickets to West End Cultural Center events.